Hello and welcome to the Cinema Dump. This week, I say this week, it's been <laughs> quite a few weeks. This uh, episode, I'm joined yet again by... Adam Camp. He's, he's back again because I have no other friends. No other <laughs> friends at all. But uh, this episode, we're going to talk about uh, alien invasion movies, are we not? Yes, we are. Yeah, this was an idea that uh, Ad came up with and um, went on our Facebook page and asked some of the listeners what they... Uh, but basically for suggestions of, of uh, films from the genre. And we've handpicked a few of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what I found when I asked people was that a lot of the suggestions that came up were ones I was thinking about anyway, because to nail down actual alien invasion movies is quite difficult, because the, there's a lot of alien movies, there's a lot of sci-fi movies, there's yeah. a lot of, um, there's oh, there's a monster in the ice and shit, oh, it's killed us all yeah. um, movies, mm. but there's... Not very many full-scale global invasion movies. Or not even just global, more uh, um, even like small communities, or yeah. you, know, you know, on a on a, a sort of small a smaller scale than, than world invasion. But we 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 had to be a bit strict, didn't we? Because yeah. there's plenty of films which, off the top of your head, you instantly sort of go invasion movie. But it, it, we we didn't class those. For instance, we had uh, the thing. Yeah, the um, thing, the blob. Yeah, the more like alien inconvenience movies. Yes, or um, made a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, or uh, what was the other one that we had? Uh, the day the Earth stood still, which is obviously in that film he comes to Earth to give humans a warning. Yeah, it's an alien bollocking. Yeah, it's, one, a, yeah. It's, it's an alien telling off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Predator was the other one, wasn't it? As well that we were thinking of. It, he's on his holidays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> alien vacation. Yeah, National yeah. Lampoon's alien vacation. <laughs> oh man, make that <laughs> film brilliant! But uh, so yeah, we did have to be quite strict with um, uh, what is classed as an alien invasion film. Mm. Um, should we do it chronologically? Because I've got the years for some of the ones we've got. Yeah, we'll go. Down we'll, there. Go from... we go? well, I haven't written them chronologically, so there'll be a slight pause while i have a brain fart and have to work out what the earliest number is uh, to be honest i think probably the earliest will be the original version of war of the worlds which was in 53 yeah which is a long time ago and you were saying you don't really remember it you think you've seen I, it I, you saw, I definitely saw it as a kid mm. um it was one of those that was on bbc2 six o'clock on a thursday night or something yeah. uh, and i remember loving it as a kid because it looked amazing yeah and they had that oscar-winning special effects with the burning copper wires for the heat rays. Yes. Um, yeah. And blowing up buildings and shit. And it, yeah, I remember I remember very little about the story yeah. from the film. I've read the novel, yeah. um, sort of 1897 or mm. something, the novel. Yeah, um, yeah. Totally forward thinking, amazing sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, and then adapted and changed, setting changed to, uh, yeah. at that time, contemporary America. Yeah. I think in the sort of Midwest... I think it is, like yeah, yeah. Like and deserts and things. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was in the sort of, it was in the prime of the, uh, not not so much in alien invasion movies, cause there was a lot around, but it was it was the uh, sort of uh, the atomic age as well, wasn't it? Where yeah. There was a lot of those atomic B-movies and the alien B-movies. Um, and yeah, I remember seeing it when I was a kid and uh, I really liked it. I remember it's getting the shit out of me and I think, thinking back, I think it was so scary because you don't, you never see the alien. Yeah. You never, ever see them. In fact, you see their feet at the end, don't you? You see an arm or something flop out. I, that, I think that might be the Spielberg version. No, I think the, the Spielberg, you see the You see the full thing, don't thing. you? Yeah, you do, yeah. Got, Maybe an arm does flop out, but I remember the feet at the end where the yeah. ship crashes, one of the alien ships crashes, and um, 
you see the spoilers. <laughs> you see the <laughs> you see the alien feet, and you think it's going, they're coming off. They were going to walk off, you know, and what is it crashed? And then, of course, you realise that they they got killed by essentially uh, yeah. the common cold. Yeah, <laughs> the common cold essentially, um, and you just sort of see it fall over. You just see its feet, and that was excellent. Mm. I thought it was really good. Um, but yeah, it, I think it was not seeing them scared the shit out of me, and I still remember the noise that the ray guns made. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it was great. Like you said, it was it was it was hugely changed uh, setting wise. I mean, it's Victorian London, isn't it? Victorian London, mm. and it was that sort of um, the fact that the the it was the height of the empire, yeah. and it was that it was the first kind of disaster movie storyline where. Um, a lot of these landmarks in London getting yeah. totally annihilated and it was the fact that this was the heart of the Empire yeah. and the Empire was getting knacked by aliens yeah. and, you know, that really shook up uh, British sensibilities at yeah. the time. Yeah. And I think it was a similar idea with putting it into America, yep. shaking up... Just American, coming out of the Second yeah. World War, um, the, yeah, their economy was starting to recover a lot more. They'd, yeah. they'd been put in a more powerful sort of place on the the world stage because of their involvement in the Second World War. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. It was yeah. it was um, it was sort of well at the time, obviously when when the um, is it is it a novel or is it too short for a novel? Is it a novella? It's a, it's a novel. Is it a yeah, full novel? A novel. Um, I read it a long time ago, but I, I can't I can't remember much of it. But uh, it was H.G. Wells, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. yeah. And um, but. When he wrote that, then it, it, you know it was contemporary at the time that he wrote it, yeah. of course, because he set it in his, his present day, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um, so I don't. I, I'd love to see a good version of it um, set yeah. <laughs> in Victorian London. That would be. I think it would be great. Um, there is actually a really bad version of it set in Victorian London. Um, I and seen I, it. I, well, I will. I said we were going to go chronological, but. We have to talk about the remake of War of the Worlds, the um, the Spielberg version. Yeah, yeah. The day the Spielberg version came out, which, looking at my uh, cheat sheet here, uh, was 2005. Um, the day it came out, or at least the week, it may well have been the day, there was two sort of asylum film-style ones made, right. sort of on a ridiculous budget. Are these the uh, the, the mockbusters? Yes, yes, yeah, and I think it was like uh, World War and like... <laughs> From the uh, studio that brought you Transmorphers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what was the other one? I think the other one was just called War of the Worlds because right. I think it's I think it's public domain, isn't it? War of the Worlds, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have seen the trailers for the pair of them, and man, you need to check them out. They're oh, <laughs> astonishing. I wish I'd actually made a note of what they were fully called and and the year and everything. But uh, yeah, they, they, people cashed in on the. There was three War of the Worlds films came out on the same day. Fantastic. Uh, which is brilliant. But uh, it, that takes us to the Spielberg version. What did you think of it? Um, I actually thought, as a piece of disaster cinema, it wasn't bad. There were parts that were genuinely quite frightening, unnerving. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, part of my reason for wanting to talk about alien invasion movies was just that, um, a bit of context, I recently got the, uh, you know, for all the nerds who are listening, <laughs> uh, recently got XCOM Enemy Unknown for the PlayStation ah, yes. 3, and we've just been sat nerding out for the last two weeks. <laughs> um, and I, I was sort of... Playing that, you're thinking, wow, these aliens are really screwing me over. I don't know what's going to happen next. And you're trying to adapt your strategy. And I got to thinking about the strategies of alien invasion yeah. and why they're all so fucking shit. <laughs> like, and you got the Spielberg War of the Worlds. where the, the, I mean, the War of the Worlds strategy, the, the one who invade Earth, yeah. to claim it as their own, colonise it and, and live there. Now, 
the whole sort of conceit that, oh, the mighty technology and they're beaten by the simple cold virus, you know, bullshit. If they knew how to get to Earth from Mars and yeah. overthrow humanity, they'd at least put on some fucking clothes, yeah, a gas would... mask or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've got in the Spielberg one, um, and to an extent in the others, the the zoom into the Earth, they come out on the tripods, yeah. and they're, they're killing individual humans, like, yeah. one by one. That's not an effective strategy for wiping no. out a species. Even no. we, you know, it, when in our darkest moments as hu- the human race, when we try and wipe out another race, we give them blankets with smallpox yeah. or something on. You know, yeah. you, you take them out en masse. Yeah. And that was something that, for something that was meant to be filmed, almost documentary, not documentary style, but it had that... Everything was ground level. Yeah, yeah. everything was ground level. And there was a very human fear of these mighty invaders yeah. and to me it had a tinge of that f- like post 9-11 fear of disaster and trauma yeah that was through going through american society in the world mm. and that was where it captured really well and to be going that serious and then have such bollocks as, as your underlying strategy yeah. for the bad yeah. guys i don't know it just didn't ring that true for me i um i thought it was all right um wasn't fussed either way to be honest but one of the major swing points with me was i hated the tacked on spielbergian family drama part um it was really badly handled and uh spoilers again (laughs) um at the end where it just happens everyone got split up but his entire family has managed to survive by the end of it's like oh go away it, millions die <laughs> yeah there was there was no point there's some great scenes now I love the scene with Tim Robbins the crazy guy yeah. locked up in his house and uh, Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning are sort of sheltering there for quite a while aren't they yeah a lot of people a lot of people that's a low point really it was really criticised in the reviews that yeah. part because it was the scene it, it has this big momentum going then they get to his basement in the middle of the movie and they're there for sort of 20 odd minutes. Yeah. And it's a real lull for a lot of people. I kind of liked that different aspect of was it. It was creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't just full on constantly. It was, it was nice and creepy. Yeah. But I think I can, I can sort of see where they're coming from because after that point, I can't really remember what really happened. I think, I mean, is, he, is his son already pissed off up the hill to run against yes, the, he has. Yeah, the, yeah. Army, the alien army that are blowing up tanks. Yeah, but somehow survives by the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, never explain how. He's got the blood of crews in him. Yeah, he, yeah. He can run. He can, man, he can run with yeah. arms in the air. But, yeah, but, um, yeah, well, it was all right when it did the job. Yeah. It was sort of pointless, but... Yeah, this, I mean, it didn't particularly do anything new. It, like I said, the, certain sequences, pretty terrifying. The bit where they're in the car and they get mobbed for the car oh, and yeah. there's the, the gun passing between the crowd as different people are, it just descending yeah. into chaos that's what I really thought was really well handled yeah, that was yeah. a definite Spielbergian touch of madness because yeah. um, he, he's got that kind of darkness mm. in the movies you know in things like Seven Private Ryan and you have that Munich. dark <laughs> yeah Jesus Munich yeah <laughs> that darkness to human nature and yeah. that came across really well but yeah as a whole like it was kind of take it or leave it it's yeah. done it's gone yeah. yeah well all right then okay so if we're going from the 53 uh war of the world i think the, the, the next masterpiece that we would uh hit uh and it is a full-blown masterpiece is the original uh invasion of the body snatchers yeah which was in 56 now um have you seen it you'll have to help me out here because mm. i've probably seen it as mm. a child but the one that i vividly remember is the remake the remake so yeah um yeah, I haven't seen the original Body Snatchers in a long, long time. Mm. I remember seeing it 
I think my grandma showed me it because she introduced me to most of the films that I like. And uh, I remember thinking it was great. It had a great atmosphere. Um, yeah. It's quite. It's a very simple film. Um, yeah. But uh, it manages to really sort of convey this horrible, lonely sense of, I, I don't know, isolation that the, you know, the... Protagonist feels yeah, that yeah, they're the, the only one. Yeah. Um, it was a creepy film to make me feel a bit creepy now. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, there's sort of three main alien invasion strategies. Yeah. There's the all-out shock and awe carnage <laughs> uh, strategy. The Mars Attack um, strategy, you mean? Yeah, yeah. There's the, um, uh, they're, in, they're in your own house they're in your neighbourhood yeah. strategy of, you know, sort of body snatching, yeah. invading, changing people. Mm. Um, and there's the fucking shit strategy that doesn't work. Yeah. It's <laughs> pointless. <laughs> that come, crops up a few times in... Uh... Yep, yeah, we'll get to them, I think. Yes, yeah. we will. But the, uh, I mean, the, to some extent, I think... Uh, what, what year was the original? Uh, the original was in 56, 56 directed yeah. by uh, Don so Siegel. Height of... Cold War, or mm. ent- no, not the height. I guess that was Cuban Missile in the sixties, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definite Cold War era, yeah. and I think to a large degree playing on Cold War sensibilities. Of yeah, the, the, the communist. They fear. could be anyone. Yeah, you know, you, they're among us. Yeah, you you see your uh, neighbour. He's mowing the lawn. Yeah, but look at him. He's a commie. Uh, yeah, yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was helping the community. <laughs> yeah, it was getting up to that McCarthy era sort of yeah. uh, witch hunting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I can see where you come from. With that definitely. Um, it is, a, it is a great film. I genuinely want to see it. It's probably one of the best examples of an alien invasion film done in a far more subtle way than most yeah. feel they have to, but probably a more realistic way. Yeah. Um, Would, I mean, if aliens did invade, do you think they'd go the, the, the shock and awe, the uh, subtle mm-hmm. in-your-neighbourhood way? Or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Uh, they're already here. <laughs> My God. Close the curtains. Um the, and then they made, uh, <laughs> travel light years. Yeah. Close the curtains. Yeah. Oh, the curtains are closed. Turn the Our lights off. Weakness. Turn the lights off. They might go away. They might not think under the covers. <laughs> hey, that's what they were doing in the McCarthy era. Oh, if you if you hear the fifteen minute warning for the bombs, uh, you know, hide under your school desk. <laughs> duck and cover. Yeah, duck and cover. Uh, yeah, that'll help. Oh God. Anyway, um, they remade this film. Yes. Uh, with the revolutionary title of. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland, yeah. yes, with that famous final scene. With the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still one of the creepiest things ever. Yeah. Um, it's a great remake, actually. It's, yeah. uh, it is really good. Um, doesn't do a massive amount differently. Um, but I think it, uh, it just modernised it. Mm. Um because, you know, as much as you do get classic sci-fi from the 50s, it dates horribly. Yes, it does. And Most I of it does, yeah. yeah. Um, what they'd done was just really modernised it. And, you know, it's, it's a phrase that's often used, but they darkened it a bit. And, yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, and it made it a lot more grim and real. Mm. Um, and it's that, like you said, that, that reveal at the end that the the, the person that they've trusted throughout the movie yeah. is in fact, and it's sort of... It really hits home because of the, the noise that comes out of his mouth. It's yeah. just so inhuman and disgusting yeah. that it's yeah. it's terrifying. Yeah, it is brilliant. It is it is a great film. Um, did they not sort of sort of do another remake with? Wasn't it just called the Invasion with Nicole Kidman and and um, Ewan McGregor? Came out a few years ago. Wasn't it? It wasn't Ewan McGregor, wasn't it? Um, Daniel Craig. It was Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah I, did, it I hadn't McGregor. seen it. Yeah. I heard utter shite. Like, but utter is it a remake? Of, 
I don't know. Body snatchers. It was, it was definitely a similar theme of, oh, people are being replaced by aliens. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those that I think was like one star across the board. Yeah, yeah. So it was... Um, I mean, I don't know whether we're going to talk about it, but I think it falls into that same category of the day the Earth stood still, the sort of big-budget, serious sci-fi with credible actors Yeah, yeah. is actually really boring as shit. And, uh... Are you, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> well, it, I've got some details up on it. It was, yeah, the invasion 2007, um... There you go. As a Washington psychiatrist on Earth's the origin of an alien epidemic, she also discovers her son might be the only way it can be stopped. Yeah. How convenient. How yes. convenient indeed. And it was, yeah, it was... Uh, He's the Messiah. <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, convenience. Um, no, it's... Um, it was actually... I'm just reading here. It was actually uh, directed by the same guy who directed Downfall. Huh. Mm. Was that a case of Hollywood saying, you, you can come into our fold, yes, here's a project. Because so. he did the experiment as well. Yeah. Um, you know, great director. If anyone's seen Downfall, fucking hell. That's a great film. Um, I think most people have seen it through the internet meme. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I can't get started on Downfall looks. I get angry every time I realise that uh, Oscar wasn't one for best actor for that because mm. I, I don't think he was technically allowed to fall in the best actor category because it wasn't an English film, English-speaking film. There was something like that, I'm sure. But I uh, think Jean Dujardin got it for... Oh, of course, um, yeah. The artist. Maybe uh, maybe he wasn't nominated for it. Maybe that's I what it was. I think there was probably some anti, uh, anti-Nazi feeling that even though the film is not condoning... Yeah, they humanised him. Yeah, they, they turned him into a human person, which, you know, Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. We all know he was a fucking alien. Wasn't yeah, he it? was. Which takes us, which ties us in nicely with our alien invasion theme today. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm still not 100 percent sure if that was anything to do with invasion of the body snatchers, but perhaps a loose remake. I mean, there's been quite a lot, I think, of quite shitty. In, in fact, right, there was another film with Donald Sutherland. I think perhaps late yeah. 90s. Yeah, that um, was also a sort of body snatchersy film i think it was either a straight to tv or a straight to dvd movie well we've we've got up here what this donald sutherland film is and it was 94 and it was the puppet masters uh and uh would you like to uh read out the uh, description of, yeah i'll, of the I'll film, read man. out the synopsis the earth is invaded by alien slugs that ride on people's backs and control their minds my god that sounds Terrible. It sounds like a Futurama plot. They had the brain slugs in they Futurama. They did, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where it came from. Yeah. Uh, you've seen this film? Yes. And what uh, was it like? Vague memory. Uh, I think basically generic shite, hence its lack of recognition. Yeah. Uh, I remember that Donald Sutherland is some kind of either CIA operative, general, somebody who's in charge. Uh, I don't know if you've got his character name there or anything, but... Uh, yeah, he, we can get he, it. It's essentially a um, small town invaded by... what They look like little sort of flesh-coloured stingrays. So right. I think the slugs thing is unfair. Um, they're like little stingrays that latch onto the back of people's necks He's and control their brains. Andrew Nivens. Oh, oh well, yeah. Um, so Andrew Nivens is heading up the operation and he's um, all... The, he's like the protagonist... And I think there's some young guy in it as well who's like the, the hard man. Yeah. Um, and they beat them, there's mili- the soldiers get turned, blah, 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 all bullshit. And then right at the end, Don Sutherland gets one on his neck and that's the final twist that he tries to kill everybody. And yeah. Like in Body Snatchers then, yeah. actually. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah. So 
I don't know how his agent sold this to him. Like, you remember that mad, that film that was Ace that you were in? Yeah, it's basically that, but with less money and skill, and the release will be much smaller. Yes. Well, I'll, I'm more put off by the fact that uh, on uh, IMDb here it says people who liked this also liked the Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> so, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, less said about that one, the better. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, we were. If we're going. Uh, Chronologically, we go from 56, and then the next film we would really hit would be uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space in 1959. Right, now I've seen this through the lens of Tim Burton making the movie Ed Wood, uh, and I've seen clips of Plan 9, and you've told me firsthand that what Tim Burton has put on screen is pretty much what Ed Wood did. Yes, pretty much, yeah. 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 It's... um, should we ex- get, explain a bit of context for Plan 9 if anyone hasn't heard of it? Yes, if you'd like to ease us in, go for it. Well, uh, the story essentially <laughs> is, is that <laughs> aliens are intending to invade Earth yeah. by reanimating the dead yeah. of the Earth that, that, to take that, that over. That is the Plan 9, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah, they have a series of plans. There's yes. the alien general that has a series of plans and yeah. he chooses Plan Number 9, yeah. which is to reanimate the dead. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to file this under the utter fucking shit strategy. Yes, because he he reanimates a phenomenally large amount of of people to uh, for this invasion plan. Yes, um, definitely more than two and less than four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 such a rubbish <laughs> rubbish idea, um, but it's it's so charming the entire film. It just uh, but and so ridiculous and so poorly done that you, you you are entertained from start to finish with this film it is brilliant um it, people like to regard it as being the worst film ever made it's 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 totally not it's rubbish well it's totally not for the simple reason that it entertains um totally oh, i don't even know where to start I, with I the think i think that basically there's the gist that i've got from everything i know about it is <laughs> There was so much passion in, gone into making it. It's yeah. almost like if a five-year-old draws you a, a house that looks like some kind of genital growth, <laughs> and, and you go, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, it's yeah. wonderful, and it's so charming and lovely. And that's kind of what you get from everything I've seen of Ed Wood. Yeah. He's really trying, and he thinks he's making wonderful cinema. Yeah, and he's not. For that reason, I don't know, there's a lack of pretense about it yeah it's pure heartfelt passion on screen and yeah. it's shite yeah it is i think yeah. that's why it's lovable yeah cardboard cardboard gravestones falling over people you know casting his friends in roles uh people being miscast who aren't his friends uh i think one of the main roles in the film is played by a guy who'd invested in the movie's son i think that was one of the yeah one of the reasons he'd he's playing a cop yeah, yeah i think so yeah yeah um Tor Johnson, of course, playing you know a, a Swedish man playing an American police officer, and you can't understand what he says. Yeah, ex wrestler, uh, and of and of course the big one, Bella Lugosi's last screen role. Yes, <laughs> by last screen role, they actually mean some footage Edward had shot the year previous, a year or two previous. In fact, no, it'll be three years previous because I think uh, Bella died in about fifty six. It was a while before, yeah. Yeah, uh, so footage of him prancing around in his Dracula cape, and then got his girlfriend's chiropractor to <laughs> to protect, to play the rest of the role holding the dracula cape up to his face but he's about two foot two tall yeah um 
it's amazing posture for a, a geriatric man. Yeah. How old was he when he died? Uh, oh God, I don't know. He was he was an old chap. Like, yeah. Been very poor health because of his morphine addiction. But yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It's just. But like you said, it's so much passion there that it comes across on screen, and it is just totally entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, as are, as are most of his films. The um, the basically the the two which always stand out to me are Bride of the Monster and then Plan Nine, and the two which are just you know basically Plan Nine was his sorry um, uh, Bride of the Monster was his uh, his um, his uh, Atomic Age film. Yeah, that was his Atomic Age. Yeah, yeah and I'm then gonna... he had Plan Nine, which was his Alien Invasion film. So he had all bases covered, really. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what he would have done nowadays. He probably well, I was well, say, his descent into well, would you? I mean, you know, orgy of the dead, surely a classic. <laughs> Although that, that sort of softcore pornography he did, and then he yeah. went straight into proper pornography, yeah, and westerns so, and other such things. He'd, so the fact is, he'd gone through all the sort of B movie dirge, and yeah. then he descended into pornography by the sixties. Yeah. Uh, so if still around now. Surely, just hardcore snuff movies. Yeah, you yeah. would think if he was going along the same path, perhaps. Yeah. Descent into darkness and pain. Yeah, I mean, I can't even think of any modern day equivalent because you've got terrible filmmakers like Uwe Ball and people like that, but their stuff isn't even entertaining. Yeah. So, because I think I think the motivation's different. Yeah, he's well. Is it Uwe or Uwe? I, I well, know. well, the German. Well, in German, they don't have. Uh, W oh, yeah, yeah, his his movies are shite but yeah. done for cash. Not mm. shite because that's the movie he does it to make. Tax it's, breaks, doesn't he? Yeah. German uh, loopholes in the tax system, so even if the film makes a loss, it's a tax write off, so people still make money off it. Mm. Um so yeah, I think that's what it is. I think he's a terrible filmmaker, but he's not motivated by wanting to make films, he's motivated by wanting to make cash. I'd so yeah, um, maybe we should do and uh, at some point maybe we should do an Edward special. Maybe we should do an Uwe Ball special as well. I, th- I think I think definitely, and I need to. I'll, I'll definitely enjoy getting up to speed on my Edward. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. can't say I'll get and truly enjoy getting up to speed on my Uwe Ball. No, um, you won't. No, I've seen strips and drabs. Wait until you see Auschwitz, the film you made about Auschwitz. Oh, Christ. a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We digress. We do digress all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we were, well, we were up to like... Uh, where we Plan were 9. We were up to Plan 9. So aliens, course, yeah. aliens reanimating the dead as a potential strategy to take over. From all, all we gather, the results were they managed to uh, reanimate three corpses, yeah. which suggests to me they're not a truly worthy alien invasion force. No. And no. to say that that was the preferred plan of at least nine <laughs> plans. <laughs> I want to know what the first date was. The first date must have been so shit. Yeah. Plan number one, throw stones at the human from the window of the UFO. <laughs> plan number two, move everybody's car keys a bit. <laughs> yeah. Plan three, swear at them and run away. <laughs> plan <laughs> four, <laughs> take the curtains down. I can't think them. of any more plans. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 there must have been that crap. Yeah, that the, crap. Um, Plan 9 must have seen like gold dust. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Reanimate the dead. <laughs> yeah, but I, I highly recommend Plan 9 to anyone who, who um, likes a bit of schlocky cinema, but not even just for that, just because it's so entertaining to watch from start to finish. Yeah. It's great. And it's, I think it's only about an hour long as well, as a lot of uh, low-budget sci-fi was back back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. So, um, you know, doesn't take too much of your time. Get a few beers and watch Plan 9 and laugh your tits off. I mean, if you get it... I remember the first time I saw it was on VHS. Mm. And the v- the cover actually said, uh, actually, blurb on the front said, 
the worst film ever made. I mean, that was its selling point. That I think that's terrible. how it's achieved such cult status. Yeah. I think without that momentum behind it, it would easily be forgotten. Oh, yes, um, of course, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Brilliant. Well, um, I think we we take a big leap from there because I, I, I really had... I think it wasn't as fashionable throughout the 60s and most of the 70s for, like, alien invasion films as much, really. Yeah, you got into the era of disaster movies. You did, and, yeah. And uh, there was... Like Towering Inferno, um, all these other the Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon Adventure, yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, the, the big budget movies became much more fashionable to destroy things in a real context. Yeah, yeah. And when are we jumping to next? Well, we're, we're actually jumping to um, the uh, mid eighties next. Mm. Two very well known, well, very well known people of our age. Um, Alien invasion films. And uh, the first one I'd like to talk about is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Have you seen it? No, I'm feeling like, because I saw that on our list and I I, I remember the name because I remember being at primary school and my friends going, oh, like, you know, have you seen Friday the 13th Part 7 or, yeah. or whatever they were up to then? And have you seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah. Now, I think, was this, get me if I'm wrong, potentially cashing in on the popularity of it? Hmm, I don't know if it was... I don't know if... The, TV the, the terrifying is. nature of yeah. Pennywise the Clown. I don't know if the TV version of It was after that. I've got a feeling mm. It came at the beginning of the 90s. Right. Um, but anyway... It, it, well, it was directed by... Um, uh, I, I'll probably pronounce it wrong, but Stephen Chiodo, I think it is. Right. The Chiodo brothers were known for doing special effects, uh, animatronics, um, you know, uh, prosthetics, things like that. Um, and they put it really did put it to like full use in in that film because yeah. the the the, uh, the clowns look awesome. They're not actually there's some weird thing in the film where they're not actually meant to be clowns. They just so happen to be an alien race that, that looks, looks like, like clowns or something like that. Although the ship is a big top, so I, I, I don't know what's going on there. But um, it's um, it was one of the, like you said, it was one of those films we all heard about when we were when we were kids. Yeah, um, because it was it it's it's fairly violent. It's it's funny. It's very tongue in cheek, um, but yeah, it had a sort of no one had seen it had there when we were kids. Everyone, no one had. It no was one, one of those that everybody's older brother had or their dad had. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, um, just looking here, it was nineteen ninety. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, well, it the novel probably before then, but whatever. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was um, right. I'm trying to find some pictures of these clowns. Yeah, they they look ridiculous. Um, they all had they all sort of different shapes. Oh wow, some... that is actually quite terrifying. Yeah. It's like a spitting image. Yeah, is... that's what it was like. Sort of like yeah, some of them were sort of short and dumpy. Some of them were really thin and tall, and there was some quite creepy, really creative stuff going on in it. And some of the ways that they killed were quite creative as well. Um, yeah, it was it was it was. It's not a particularly very good film, but it's uh, it's got. Like, yet again, like a lot of these films, I was got a cult sort of um, yeah. following to it. Um, but yeah, uh, check it out if you want a good giggle because it's uh, it is quite it is quite. I think it's silly. it's another Friday night with some some beers. Oh, movie. certainly, yes. it's Friday night after you've had a load of beers. It's like <laughs> your second film of the night, released the same year as Killer Clowns in '88. We move on to the uh, Stone Cold classic. They live. They live. Yes, which is undoubtedly one of John Carpenter's finest, finest movies. See, yeah, I mean, well, the thing for me was probably his finest movie, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I'm probably with you on that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think in terms of a cult following, They Live uh, beats it because it's such an unusual 
tongue-in-cheek movie. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit different to what he's anything else he's really done, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the premise of They Live? Uh, the premise of They Live is that uh, aliens have already invaded us. We, we are... Um, uh, they're, 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 they are part of our society, you know, sort of um, disguised as humans, uh, people in power, you know, government officials, yeah. that sort of thing. It's stuff the, the Illuminati YouTube generation should lap up. Oh, of course they will, yes. yes, yes. Oh, yeah, they will, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the basic premise is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, if you don't know who he is, Google him. The man is a legend. WWF F, wrestler. Yes. From the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, he probably stopped in the early 90s, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's new in town, gets a job working on a construction site, um, comes across... Uh, Somebody gets yeah arrested or taken away and they drop some sunglasses. Or I think, I, I, I'm a bit hazy, I think you know he ends up getting these sunglasses. I think they put them in, they've been put in a bin. Right, that's it. Yeah, and he picks them up because I've got in my head. I've got this image of the shot of his hand picking them out of the trash. Yeah, I might be totally but wrong these, here, but yeah, yeah. These these sunglasses are no ordinary sunglasses. Mm. They allow him to see the world as it truly is. Yeah, and uh, that world is one where when he puts them on, he looks at every billboard and yeah. they say obey. Yeah, and he looks at money, and the money actually says this is your god. Yeah, and then he looks at different people, and they all have hideous alien faces. Yeah, so it's it's the wor- this the true world that's going on around him the aliens have infiltrated everything and they're controlling everybody through advertisements and uh through the worship of money yeah it's 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 like it's a blunt a satire as being beaten up by a jcb but it's brilliant yeah it is Um, it is it's great it's it's really funny um quite action-packed as well especially the fight scene in the alleyway, uh, the the cult fight scene. Yeah. Everything about it screams cult, but it's, it certainly does. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a really well known fight scene for anybody who's not seen it. Uh, that's I think somewhere around ten minutes long, um, and in it's between Rowdy Roddy Piper and yeah. Keith David, who he works with, doesn't he on the on, on the construction, construction site? Yeah. yeah, he's his co-worker. You can watch. I'm sure you can watch the entire scene on YouTube. Actually, yeah. So you said they live fight scene. Um, then you'll get the whole thing, and it's where he's trying to convince his co-worker Keith David of the thing fame, um, yeah, who's yeah. also a bit of a man mountain. And a bit, yeah. And I think it was the two of them essentially said to John Carpenter, didn't they? Oh, we've got. We know all these wrestling moves and these fight yeah. moves. Give us a big scene to do. Yeah. So you just let them do this huge fight yeah. where he's trying to convince him to put on the damn glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. And it's sort of... Um, if anybody hasn't seen that, yet they have seen uh, the South Park episode entitled Cripple Fight. Yeah. The fight between Jimmy and Timmy is more or less a shot-for-shot homage yeah. to the uh, fight between Rowdy Roddy and uh, Keith David in <laughs> Rowdy Roddy in, in They Live and it's just one of those wonderful pieces of cinema that makes very little sense but it's fantastic fun oh yeah yeah it is. it's um, uh, like you said it's, it's, it screams cult the entire film yeah it's um, it's from that golden period of, of John Carpenter uh, films before we turned unbelievably unbelievably shite Um and uh, yeah, I highly recommend anyone watches. An- another thing which which is interesting about it is um, it influenced a, a video game. Do you? Uh, yes, Bard versus the Space yes. Mutants. Yes, in which you can put on a pair of sunglasses and see which of the the inhabitants of Springfield are aliens. Yes, um, 
and that's just weird when you think about that. That a John Carpenter cult film influenced uh, Simpsons The Simpsons, Simpsons yeah. video game from God. That must have been very early nineties. I, I had it on my Amiga five hundred. I can beat you on that one. I had it on my Commodore sixty four. Oh well, sir. Yeah, bow down to your retro. <laughs> no, um, I remember getting it for Christmas on the Commodore sixty four. Um, to be fair, it was a shit game. Uh, if you if you played it now, you'd be like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." Yeah, um, because it was it was horrible. Um, but uh, yeah, it's weird to think that it it it's its influence spread far yeah. and wide. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's like home of a number of of one liners that have got into society now. We have the. Um, uh, do you want to do it or shall I? <laughs> which one? The bubblegum one. The bubblegum one, It's yeah. time to kick ass and chew gum and I'm all out of gum. After yeah. which he shoots an old lady with yes, a shotgun in a bank. An alien uh, old an lady. An alien yes. old lady, so it's fine. That's it's fine. that fine kind of gunning down massacre. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's those lines carried on and being picked up by the that other hard man icon <laughs> of the 90s, Duke Nukem. Yeah. Uh, another video game, actually. So it seems to have spread into video games. Yes, a lo- did, did a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, but I mean, we were we were saying before. Uh, it's ironically, for, it definitely falls into that category of they're already in your neighbourhood. They're already here. Yeah, alien yeah. invasion. Damn commies. Yeah, <laughs> red I mean, bastards. If it was like if it was uh, released during the, the the height of the Cold War yeah. and played as a very straight movie, yeah. it would have been celebrated, I think, and recognised oh, yeah, as a classic. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much a cult movie that has subtly worked its way into culture and society which is kind of ironic yes I think. <laughs> just a tiny bit yes. yeah it's uh it does come highly recommended though yeah it's 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 up there in the top three john carpenter films definitely yeah yeah um and it's just it's just a hell of a lot of fun to be honest yeah um it's very unique as well uh, it, you know it, it it does fall like you said it falls into that sort of body snatches sort of yeah they're they're, they're already here they're they are, they're one of you. They live in your neighbourhood. Sort of uh, paranoia, I suppose. Yeah, is what it falls paranoia, into. fear of the world around you. Yeah. It, it was like I said, it was satire, very tongue in cheek, heavy handed satire of a consumerist culture. Yeah, uh, but done in a very fun way mm. that yeah. never took itself too seriously. So. But it was it was very refreshing in a sense that even though it does fall into the sort of the category of like body snatchers, uh, in they live. It's it, it you know when it starts, you, you don't you don't. It doesn't start with them infiltrating uh, the humans. It, they already have. They're, they're already well happened. established. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of interesting. I like that. That yeah. was good. So, uh, m- moving on, um, we the next sort of part of call is uh, 1996. And there's two films that uh, came out in 1996, both very different to each other. Yes. Uh, and uh, we'll have a chat about them. The first one... Uh, which we will talk about is uh, Independence Day. Yes. <laughs> now, when this came out in '96, I was a 12-year-old boy. I think I was the target market for this movie because uh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, watching it back now, it's it's lost something over time. Uh, I wouldn't say lost. I'd say it wasn't there to begin with. You know, difference. Of I'd say interpretation. it's the opposite of that. I'd say your brain has gained something. Perhaps yes. yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, it's. That was definitely the that fits into the shock and awe um, sort of alien invasion movies, and uh, if anybody hasn't seen Independence Day, which I find unusual, but hey ho, we're not all thirty-ish, um, yeah, uh, that's true. Adult males who talk about movies in their living rooms with microphones, <laughs> <laughs> but that is true. Uh, you know, it's 
It was a movie that is basically aliens invade in the most unsubtle fashion possible. They arrive in seven mile wide ships <laughs> that plonk themselves over every capital city on the planet. At which point everybody goes, holy shit, aliens, yeah. uh, gather in the massive capital cities and then alien ships open up, massive blue death ray destroys each city in one go, yeah. brilliant, move on to the next city. Yeah. In terms of alien invasion strategies, it's fucking brilliant. Yes, I think it it's the, the best alien invasion yeah. strategy that we've seen. There's none of this prancing around on tripods, killing individual people, yeah. which will take forever. Yeah. There's um, none of this sort of, oh, we'll, we'll infiltrate subtly, we'll take over bodies until there's yeah. nobody, no humans left. No. They turn up, they grab everybody's attention, mm. they wipe out the major population centres. Yeah, and B- then major, major power centres as well. Yeah, power it? as well. Yeah. yeah. The government and the money are in these in the capitals in most cases, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. demoralise the population. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, a, it's just a shame they had such a stirring speech from President Bill Pullman because then like, <laughs> this inspires is our Independence Day. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and he just so happens to be, is he a pilot as well? He's a, he's a former a Gulf War pilot. That, that was, was his the first Gulf War because there were two, if anybody's that young. Yes, um, there was two. He had the first Gulf War, yeah. Yeah, he's a former Gulf War pilot, which is very convenient. And he goes, um, I'm a pilot. I was meant to fly. Oh, dear. And I'll, uh, and I'll tell you well, so we're forgetting in it. We're not, though, are we? Oh, Randy yes. Quaid. Oh, Randy Quaid uh, as well. I, I, I was thinking of Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith. No, no, yeah. I was thinking of Randy Quaid. In the Fla- words of my generation, yeah. up yours! <laughs> <laughs> and flies his plane into the central death penis of the, yeah, uh, the yeah. giant it's, alien um, ship. What a lunatic that man is. Um, uh, well, I mean, I think the thing to remember about that movie is it kind of was a remake of War of the Worlds. Because mm-hmm. they, they did their modernised defeat of the aliens yeah by um as jeff goldblum another hero of the 90s <laughs> who then faded into nothingness yeah um sure. but he's the computer geek that ends up using a computer virus to yeah. uh give it a cold yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, you know basically it's it's a fantastic invasion strategy the aliens have and all of their ships are def- protected by this invincible force field yeah. no missiles can get through they try nuking them they don't get through and uh, what Jeff Goldblum does with his computer geekery, because nobody knew anything about computers in the 90s, yeah. um, he, he creates a computer virus that infects the mothership and turns off all of their yeah. force fields. So essentially they had a wonderful invasion strategy. If they'd had a slightly better firewall, yeah. then they would have conquered <laughs> yeah. Earth and wiped well, out everybody. <laughs> a lot of people always complain about that, that scene, saying that is the most ridiculous thing ever. How, how did he make a virus that would work on the alien computers? But apparently it ties into a deleted scene. Um, which I've seen, I've seen some stills of. I think right. it's on the DVDs. There is actually a scene earlier in the film where Jeff Goldblum is talking because you know he is one of the first people who realizes something's going on because he's picked up a signal from space. Yes, he's a he's, TV engineer. Yeah, yeah, he has used the he in the scene he explains he's used the decoded signal to work out how basically decode how they code things. Right, and that's how he comes up with a virus that can work with their on their. Yeah, machinery but they, they went. That 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 would make too much sense. Let's delete that scene <laughs> and instead just left it ridiculous. Like he like you can just bloody get like dip into McCaffrey and go. That's a nasty one. Let's give him that. Yeah, and they've just got like a, an irritating virus in their uh, hardware. Which... I think I think a skull and crossbones actually appears on their their TV it screen. It does. And yeah. Goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, it yeah it's it's they could play gifs. You yeah. Know? It, it does. It does what. It's, it's, it's basically yeah. If you do watch it back, Pop it's a bunch cinema. of jingoistic 
American flag waving bullshit. What's it Will Smith says when he punches the alien out? It goes, Welcome to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he knocks an alien out uh, with his fist, which, when you find out the alien's actually inside a big suit. Yeah. So he basically punches a helmet, yeah. and that knocks the alien out, yeah. which I don't think that's how helmets work. Mm. Get me if I'm wrong, but meant to defend injuries yes, to the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am. Um, I kind of like the aliens. I thought they were original looking. Well designed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they were nice, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, a nice sort of spin on the classic sort of alien look. Yeah. They were good. But were good. I mean, this film for me is as bullshit as a lot of it is. <laughs> and, uh, and you've got, oh, you, oh the, 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 the British people on the radio mm. uh, where they're communicating through Morse code to coordinate yeah. the final battle plans. Yeah. Like, oh, it's from the Americans. Yeah. They've got a strategy. Well, it's about bloody time. What's the intent to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of a movie, it was a big. It's a Roland Emmerich film. You know what yeah. you're getting. It's big. It's stupid. Things blow up. Yeah. Uh, amazing special effects. Yeah. That's off to the special effects. Yeah. Um, crap details of the story. Uh, but yeah, if you're a 12 year old boy, amazing movie. Uh, mm. it, but in terms of the alien invasion strategy, the only one I think actually stands up and yeah. would would work in real life. Probably, if they yeah. Were yeah. Going to invade. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, like you said, it, it's just a popcorn film, isn't it? Yeah. It was at the height of Will Smith's sort of summer blockbuster, wasn't yeah, it? Before yeah. it was destroyed by Wild Wild West. Because <laughs> um, he was just releasing a film every year, wasn't it? And it was, yeah. always, it was going at the top, and he was very marketable at the time. And It was Men in Black, which was a couple of years after, I think. And uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, yeah, so it was, it, 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 it is, is a film of that type. It, it does its job, I suppose. It yeah. was, um, it's interesting what we didn't mention about it though is um, it's uh, and one thing Emmerich does do this with all of his disaster films really they're en- ensemble pieces really there's yeah. quite a lot of different characters yeah because we were sort of rattling off the stars like, yeah yeah cause... and basically uh, 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 all of these characters you've got I think you've got Will Smith you've got Will Smith's girlfriend haven't you yeah you've got uh, Goldblum you've got the president you've got, the pre- you've got Goldblum's dad um, uh, Judd Hirsch yeah, yeah, yeah Judd Hirsch yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all to begin with, they're all completely separate stories and they all sort of come together and it is very much an ensemble piece. There's a lot of stars in it. I think in that sense, it's following the format of the, the old disaster movies that yes, would have... Yeah. They might have one lead character, which arguably would be Will Smith yeah. in Independence Day, mm. um, but there were definitely all separate storylines that then intertwine around mm. the main event because yeah. it's the event that's the, the yeah, star the focus, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so you have this big alien invasion, lots of intertwining stories, lots of lots of fun, lots of stuff blowing yeah, up, yeah. and yeah, you see some. Um, it was it was before we we had to feel guilty or scared of seeing a city explode because yes. we hadn't seen it really happen. Yes, like, and then it pretty much did. Yeah. yeah, so it was when you could you could blow up part of New York and not feel slightly guilty about enjoying it yeah but yeah there yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it yeah it was a it was a simpler time it was a simpler time well, <laughs> it, it being an ensemble piece in some ways um it must have been a coincidence because it was the same year but mars attacks came out the same year yeah. and that is a very similar sort of film to independence in some ways in yeah plot wise yeah and like narratively yeah there's a very similar structure to it um, but yeah, I don't know if uh, Mr. Tim Burton man, uh, do you want to do you want to tell the people about Mars um, Attacks? Mars Attacks uh, at the time, I think it was pretty much widely regarded as being his worst film he'd made. Um, I wouldn't say it's a terrible film. It is a it's a mess. It really it is a mess. Um, 
But if you know a little bit of the background and why he made it and what his motivations were for making it, it does massively add to the enjoyment. And it was based on a set of 1950s, I think, trading cards with various aliens on it. Yeah. A lot of the shots in the film are actually f- from the cards. For instance, you remember the opening scene where there's the farmers and he's like, what's that smell? And then yeah. all of a sudden loads of like cows, a herd of cows comes running down the road, all of them on fire. Yeah. That was from one of the cards. And a lot of the things in the film are taken the, from... The look of the aliens as the look well of the are aliens, very yes. much... Uh, it's like that 50s B-movie-ish look. Yeah. Big brains and helmets. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ray guns. Yeah, like, ray guns. All that sort of noise. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever they shoot people, they, um, they turn it skeletons. They're either green or red for some reason. I think it's the colour of the laser determines It might be, the... yeah, yeah. But, uh, and, and that is essentially what it is. It is a massive... I'll use the word homage. Now... In today's society, homage is a word used by people like Quentin Tarantino, which means to rip off other people's shots, Yeah, right? Whereas if you use the term homage in the sense that Tim Burton was doing with Mars Attacks, he's not ripping particularly anyone's shots off. It is literally massively influenced by the films of the alien invasion films and the alien, sort of like, uh, you know, Attack of the Saucerman and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. and I think that's. What, I think what he was doing was I think he just had loads of freedom and loads of power at that point because of the Batman films. Yeah. And he, he just sort of went, like, oh, you know, now's the time to do this. I'm never going to get to do this again. Let's do it. And he basically assembled a ridiculously massive cast of people. Should, should we go through? Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll do one each. Yeah, Let's we'll do, do one each. Go okay. on then. Uh, so Michael J. Fox. Uh, yeah, uh, Jack Nicholson plays two roles. He plays the president and he plays, I think, it's a uh, hotel. A co- singer, hotel yeah. He's a hotel owner, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah casino um, owner. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Jack Black in an early role. Does he count as a star? He's, yeah, he is. Yeah, he yeah. is. Um, uh, uh, with, uh, I've got one. It's It just disappeared. Uh, Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Jones. Yes, Tom Jones. The Welsh singer. Um, oh, God, I've forgotten the guy's name now. He, uh, really big black guy in it. Um, oh, wasn't he an Xbox? Oh, he meant to be an Xbox or something like that in it. Oh Christ! I've forgotten his name. Yeah, um, not going to look it up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll find, find out. out. Um, uh, uh, who else? Martin Short. Martin Short, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, um, who is it? Plays head of military. Oh, uh, Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger. Rod yeah. Steiger. Yeah, he's brilliant. Kill, yeah. kill, kill, destroy. <laughs> he's fantastic. Was that like? Was that his last movie or one of? It was just before he died, I think. No, he died a bit later than that. Was it later? Yeah, it was later oh, than I've that he that died. Wrong, yeah, then. yeah. Um, there is more people, isn't there? I mean, there's yeah, there's there's, there's the the guy whose name I can't remember. His there's like his two kids. There's his wife. Oh, his wife's played by what do you call her? Um, Jackie Brown. Oh, Pam Greer. Yes, I, yeah, I think it's Pam Greer who plays that role. I think. And that um, who else have we got? I can't remember. Is Jack Nicholson's wife? The she's a bit oh, of a it's another yeah, uh, and his his <laughs> wife as the president is a famous actress. Natalie Portman. Is Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman's oh, yeah, the daughter of the, the president. The, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Glenn, Glenn Close. Glenn Close, plays yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, so as you can hear, we, we haven't even knocked them all out, and there's a massive cast. I'd, I'd read once that when he was when Tim Burton was asked to do a sort of retrospective of his movies, mm. he'd said that when he made Mars Attacks, it reflected his attitude at the time. Yeah. He was very angry at Hollywood, yeah. and he'd been told, you can't kill off the stars of your movies. Yeah. So what he did was filled his movie with stars. And, and killed them all. Killed them all, and... <laughs> Jack Nicholson being the most famous star, he decided he wanted to kill him twice. Yeah. Which is why he put him into two roles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it, it, if you take it for what it is, it's a it's fun film. It's a lot of fun, but it, yeah. is, it is a mess, unfortunately. It needed it's, to be a lot more focused. 
yeah, it's 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 like you said, it's fun. In that sense, it's quite disposable because you can't. As yeah. I, I saw it as a kid, about the same time as Independence Day, yeah. Um, and uh, but as a kid, I didn't understand people playing with narrative convention. I was, you know, I was twelve or thirteen, mm. um, and so I got. I started to think, oh, they're the main character. Oh no, they're dead. Oh, I don't understand this. Why yeah. is it everybody dying? Yeah, and it was very. It's very bleak film in that respect. Yeah, it is because yeah, everybody is. dies. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's quite bleak, and and until the aliens get defeated with the power of, um, it's music. What music is yodeling. it? Yodeling. Oh, yodeling. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in that sense, it's that same kind of um, uh, War, War of the, the Worlds World, yeah, yeah. convention that there's one weakness they hadn't thought about. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're going to exploit that at the end, and then save the day. Yeah. And, and it, it, it makes the heads explode, doesn't it? <laughs> and they all explode within the helmets in a wonderful song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my favourite scene in the entire film is when um, when uh, they go to talk to Congress. Yeah, and he puts his hand inside of his jacket and he goes like that, and you know they think he's going to pull a gun out. And Congress is like, oh, and he's pulled out his speech. The alien is <laughs> like the aliens talk, and he's doing his speech and everything. And then he goes in his jacket again, and they're all relaxed this time. Pulls out a laser, starts <laughs> shooting them all, and it just cuts to um, one of the young uh, young characters, Grandma, who's played by the woman who played the advisor in Beetlejuice, the old woman. Um, yes, yeah. And she's sat and she's pissing herself laughing, and she points at the screen and just goes, "They blew up Congress." <laughs> And that scene cracks me up every this, time. The bit that always cracks me up is it's like I think it's when the aliens are completely the Martians are completely screwing over the world. Yeah. And um Jack Nicholson gets a call on the red phone as they're taking down the White House mm. and it's from um the French Prime Minister mm. and he's going like I can't remember the president's name and he's like, Oh, we have reached an agree a peace agreement with yeah. the with the Martians yeah. and he goes, Um, listen to me very carefully. You've got to get out of the room <laughs> and then just cuts back and all of the room that the French president was in uh, are dead and behind him the Eiffel Tower's being melted by a flying saucer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's it, you've got it. You've really got to take it for what it is. Yeah, you can't expect uh, sort of a narrative payoff in this film. No, you just got to take it for look. Is a bunch of movie stars getting blown up and shot and burned and mutilated and turned into heads on dogs and floating yes, heads. And that is all a bit sorts. weird. Yeah. It's um, it is fun. It is yeah. not fun. It's great. Um, it's it was hated when it came out. People absolutely hated it. It was slated. And um, as I've said, it, it's not a perfect film by any stretch. It's it's not even one of his better films, but it is a lot of fun, and I think people need to probably give it a bit of a second chance. To be honest, yeah, it, yeah. It, I think it, it it's odd as well. So people were a bit off put off by how off the wall it I is. I think that was it because it was like it's you said, it was when he when he was very famous. It was at the point when he'd become very famous because mm-hmm. he'd done Batman, he'd done Edward Scissorhands. And then he did Batman Returns. Yeah, he did Batman Returns. Uh, so he was a very bankable director. He then released this movie that nobody in mainstream culture really got. No, yeah. And it was about him attacking Hollywood yeah. and killing movie stars. <laughs> yeah. So at the point when he was most bankable, yeah. he suddenly made this very odd film mm. that didn't really sit well with a lot of people. No, it didn't. It sort of uh, sidetracked his career a little bit as well, didn't it? Because yeah. from that point on, he... What did he make after that? Uh, Sleepy Hollow. You did Sleepy Hollow after that? A few years after that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, that was another movie that a lot of people didn't... You know, we're going off track a bit, but yeah. that was another movie he didn't quite... I absolutely adored Sleepy Hollow. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. I, and I tried to explain to people it was a sort of a bit of a Hammer Horror yeah. homage. And yeah. in the way that a homage should be, like you were yeah. saying, it, it didn't just steal the shots and the look it had the setting and the tone of yeah. one but done with a budget that would do it justice yeah. and an artistic eye that would do it justice yeah, but yeah. 
Anyway, we'll, we'll have to do we'll a do Burton, Burton one. We'll, we'll do time. a Burton yeah. show because it, it, it was there's many director specials I want to do, but I definitely yeah. want to do a one on Burton because I'm very polarized on, on some <laughs> of his things. But um, well, yeah. So well, the the next film we're going to jump ahead a few years. We're going to go from '96, and I couldn't we couldn't really find anything after '96 because it was you know by, by this point, of course, after the initial sort of um, whoop de do of uh, Independence Day. Uh, I don't think anyone really attempted much until it's oh god I so don't want to talk about this but it got in 2000 and the film was released what was it called it was called Battlefield Earth yes if anybody has seen this movie it's it's do we know the running time? Because I, I, I definitely I sat through the whole thing I think it's about two hours long it's I think it was longer than that I think it was you talk bollocks for a little while and yeah, I'll find out I'll, what the runtime is. bollocks because there's nothing really you can say about Battlefield Earth that isn't bollocks other than stay away from this movie as if it was the most syphilis-ridden, congealed wart that is <laughs> protruding out and spurting pus at you and you're in a room with and, you, and you've got open wounds and this and this is there. You've got to avoid that. It's awful. It's the most heinous thing. It is horrible. Um, for anybody who doesn't know and hasn't heard of it, well done, good. Um, it's an it was a, a bit of a vanity project for John Travolta, I think. Yeah, it was, it was um, the uh, science fiction writer and founder of the Church of Scientology, everybody's favourite lunatics that yeah. run families into the it ground. Was, uh, it was two hours long. It was two 100, hours, one hundred eighty. No, what there, one hundred eighteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So two hours. hours yeah, yeah. Uh, one hundred eighteen minutes. I will never get back. Yeah, uh, terrible. But yeah, it's. Um, even the guy who made it has said it is terrible. Uh, yeah, so basically, this uh, L-, L. Ron Hubbard, founder of the Church of Scientology and uh, a science fiction writer, had written a series of books. Not particularly very good science fiction writer no, either. No, uh, <laughs> called Battlefield Earth, um, and about an alien invasion that had taken place in, I think, in the present day, and the stories take place in the year 3000, yeah. after mankind has essentially degenerated into a sort of caveman-like existence. Planet of the Apes-esque. Yeah, this, yeah. this uh, yeah, that sort of dystopian yeah. alien invasion where um, they've taken over, they're far superior, and I think it's just something like the human race only put up a fight for about eight minutes because their, yeah. their defences were so futile against yeah. the might of their race. What are they called? The cy- cy- uh, or some cy- Cyclos? Cyclos, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, basically they've got massive foreheads and dreadlocks. Yeah, um, weird beards. Weird beards, yeah. And yeah. John Travolta, uh, I think he produced it and starred in it. He did as star the, in uh, it. As the, the head Cyclos. And Man, he's terrible in it. He's so it's, bad it's in it. It's awful. And I think they planned to make two trilogies. They were so <laughs> certain this was going to be a hit. And the, the, the essentially, the make uh, Barry Pepper, who's a caveman, yeah. uh, the make him of uh, Saving Private Ryan fame, the yes. sniper in Saving He's Private Ryan. great in that. Yeah, fantastic actor who then took a complete note. I remember seeing Saving Private Ryan and thinking, that guy's going to go places. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, he, his agent clearly needed shooting. Yeah. John Travolta uh, did produce it as well. Yeah. Um, but the he's this caveman that uh, the Cyclos decide it's going to be a good idea if they make him super intelligent yeah. to help train up the humans to find them more gold because that's what aliens need gold because yes, apparently gold has the same worth to a superior yeah. alien even race. though there's fuck all gold um, when it comes down to it there's not a lot of gold on earth at yeah. all I mean how little is out there in the universe and what the fuck are you using it for yeah. like, is, is that the is that the final culmination of the cash for gold yeah, scheme yeah. Yeah. that the alien race will turn well, up and- John Travolta's like the head of 
security or something, isn't he? Something like that, yeah. yeah. And his yeah, in in, in his knowing power of security, Turl, head of security yeah. mix, one human, super intelligent. He then he doesn't make him. He doesn't make him super intelligent. The humans are intelligent. This is where one. This is one of the massive plot holes with the entire thing. Is the the uh, cyclos or whatever they're called. Please correct us in comments underneath if we are wrong. <laughs> Not that we care because it doesn't deserve it. And then you will out yourself as a, as a battlefield air fan. Yeah. Um, they presume humans are like animals, and they call them man animals. Yeah. And yeah. They, they presume they're stupid, but they're not. All that, all that John Travolta does to the main human is it, it does something to him so he can understand their language. That was it. That's yeah, all he it, does. It just makes him understand their language. How yeah. how did they not know they were intelligent? It's. I mean, this is it's significant. It's a thousand years into their occupation of Earth. Yeah. So it's not like they've suddenly just realised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, he then trains up other cavemen to be warriors and in fact <laughs> yeah. and i know exactly you know exactly what yeah. i'm going to talk about yeah. he sits one in a flight simulator for a, a montage yeah um and you know he goes oh this is learning machine yeah and uh suddenly he can fly a harrier fucking jump jet it's stupid isn't it <laughs> it's the, the, what are we putting raf pilots through yeah. training for if you can really just if you can without any understanding of computer <laughs> simulation or anything Sit yourself into a simulator, and suddenly you, you're the shit. You are mm. Top Gun. Yeah. Um, it, but yes. I, I think I think we'll talk about this film a little bit more. But I think it. I'd like to stress that it doesn't deserve it. No, it is horrible. It's dire. It's it, awful. I, I sat through it on the basis that it had been so slated. Mm. I needed to see it for myself. But this is the thing. It, you know, we, we talked. We talked earlier about Planet of Out of Space, which is regarded as one of the worst films ever made. This is this, worse because well, this has no redeeming qualities. This is not entertaining. It's not funny. It's not. It's not so terrible. You sit laughing at it because it, it's just. It's not even technically good. I mean, Independence Day, for all its flaws, looks really cool. Yeah, because you're entertained. Battle yeah. of Death is boring. It's the, for whatever reason. Whenever there's a, a a moody dialogue scene or an action scene, they turn the camera at a funny angle. They turn it at a sort of forty five degree I angle. Think you might find if you watch the film. All of the shots are angular. <laughs> really? Yes, it's called Dutch angle. That's what it's called. It's where you basically you 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 uh, tilt. That's, that that sounds like a sexual manoeuvre. That's a Dutch rudder. <laughs> which uh, which listeners? Angle on which it. listeners? We're doing right now. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, look it up. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah they do the the Dutch all of the shots. It's it's it's, it's really really horribly uh, colour graded as well. All green. Not even just green, it changes from scene to scene, it's horrible. Oh. It's like they picked the colour cast and then went, we'll go with that, and then we'll go with that. It's horrible. There's no redeeming features about it. Not at all. Avoid it. It's yeah. a piece of shit. I don't want to talk about this film Let's anymore. Let's move on. Well, after that, um, the only real um, film that uh, I could, well, we could really think of was uh, 2002's uh, Signs. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, we're quite recent on that one, I suppose. Um, it's fairly recent. Uh it's all right. I have mixed feelings about Signs because when I watched it, it's like a lot of. Uh, I mean, directed by M Night Shyamalan, uh, who, as he's, I think he's a technically very accomplished, and he can manipulate an audience very, very well. Mm. It's when you come down to the nuts and bolts of his plots yeah. that everything falls apart. Yeah, and I think he. What a fall from grace, though. Oh God, yeah. But I mean, Signs. Was uh, I went to see that on the basis that I thought it was going to be a, a 
uh, a creepy movie about crop circles and aliens. Yeah. And yeah. that was it. And it turns into a full-scale uh, alien invasion, almost a sort of zombie movie like Siege yeah. of the Farmhouse. Yeah. And I really enjoyed all that. Yeah, that was creepy. The stuff where they, they, they shut themselves in the basement and you can hear them scuttling over the roof. And yeah. That, that was creepy. It was and good, yeah. like I said, he's a very manipulative director. He's very good at pulling the rug out from you under a scene you think is calm and normal. And I yeah. think in that shot you get the famous sort of arm that's camouflaged against the wall that grabs the little boy through a vent. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's all sorts of stuff going on. I mean, uh, Mel Gibson before, Mel Gibson. before the unpleasantness um <laughs> and uh, uh joaquin phoenix before the super career and then the bizarre yeah um maybe this film had that much of an impact on <laughs> yeah uh but um i forget who plays his kids uh, i'll tell you right now um i do believe one of them was the culkin one of the culkin yeah kids. it was K- kieran culkin yeah the youngest yeah. the youngest yeah i think it but was for yeah. anybody who's not seen it um we're back in small town America, which I think in itself a little homage to other alien movies. Mm. Um, I'd love to see an alien movie done in like the the, the, the variation of, of having small town America like on a farm. I'd love yeah. to see it set in England yeah. on a small farm. I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Like that. Yeah, be really good. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's Rory Culkin, Rory Culkin, and uh, uh, Abigail Breslin. Ah. Don't know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> don't know, don't care. You, you, uh, <laughs> She's probably you, dead by you now. You do know her. She was the little, the youngest girl in um, Zombieland. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, oh, well, she, she's all right. She's and she's cool. in Little Miss Sunshine, of course, as well. Oh, Christ, right. Yeah. I, I take back what I said. She's yeah. probably lovely she's, and very talented. Well, she was nominated for an Oscar. She won an Oscar for, uh, Little, for Miss Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, she did. Yeah. She did, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Small Town America, Mel Gibson was formerly a Catholic priest. Yeah. Um, gone back on his faith because his wife was killed by a drunk driver who's who is M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, um, and because uh, he always puts himself in his films. Yeah, you, you, you can't even call it a cameo, can you? No, he's just <laughs> playing a full role with a very pivotal role. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, goes back on his faith. Um, is his brother uh, is a former baseball star who's lost all his glory mm. essentially washed up characters with problems yes um and they're living on a farm and suddenly crop circles start appearing all over the world including and it was just before i moved there in fucking wakefield west yorkshire really yes and it came up and i remember when people saw it in the cinema in wakefield um they jumped up and cheered because it just pops up on the news that they're watching saying oh um crop circles appearing all around the globe and it just says Wakefield England yeah um, and I'm presuming he picked because maybe he just wanted somewhere that was less well known yeah, yeah and somewhere in the countryside relatively that had cornfields and things but anyway these crop circles start appearing and it's actually the um, these are basically the harbinger of a full scale alien invasion and yeah this is it's an unusual alien invasion because yeah. we go back to strategy yeah their strategy is, it's sort of shock and awe, but then they go a bit more subtle because they put crop circles everywhere. Because presumably a, a race that can travel light years to reach Earth yeah. can only communicate by writing shit on the ground mm. and then pointing at it for the rest of them to see from the sky. Yeah. Presumably they can't communicate via the UFOs that they're in. <laughs> but anyway, um, they then all appear above the sky somewhere on the news, then turn invisible <clears throat> yeah. for whatever reason. And essentially their invasion plan appears to be to, to run around bothering farmers yeah. and then trying to capture and uh, abduct everyone on Earth. 
And I actually, I really enjoyed the movie until the final scene when mm. the imp from Doom turns up. Yes, it looks like the imp from Doom. You yeah, know. and they discover their one weakness, which is water. Now... Yeah, and it all, yeah, and Mel Gibson's wife had mentioned something about him this, swinging. Yeah, she, yeah, her dying died. words were basically advice to Joaquin, prophetic advice to Joaquin Phoenix to beat the shit out of the alien with a baseball bat. Yeah, um, and yeah, uh, <sighs> it's sort of this is what I mean when it comes to the nuts and bolts of the story. It's got this wonderful build and this really atmospheric, really quite scary and frightening setting. Yeah. And then it builds up to the end, and you have the big reveal. You see the alien. It looks like the imp from Doom. You're waiting yeah. for a shotgun or, you know, well, one shotgun blast was good enough to take out an imp, oh, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and that there's another thing. If it's, it, he's, a, he's a priest in yeah. rural America. Now, if anybody's got a fucking shotgun in the house. That is true. Then, but anyway, yeah. um, the, the kill the alien by, he batters it, and water pours onto it from all the glasses his daughter's left mm. and the water dissolves it now that's when they realise the alien's weakness is water get me if I'm wrong but if you're planning a full scale intergalactic invasion yes. of say it's humans okay yeah. we, we go right we're going to invade the, the acid planet mm. of the acid nebula mm. in the acid system <laughs> where that's three quarters acid yeah. and all the inhabitants are um, what percentage are we water oh uh, I don't know, majority. Eight-tenths water, something, like, something that. like that, yeah. So, you know, and the inhabitants, the, the Aceronians are uh, eight-tenths acid. Mm. Um, we're going to go in there and, you know, somebody's going to put their hand up and say, might we get burned? Say, it's all right, <laughs> we're going to wear protective clothes. Yeah. These aliens flew light years to arrive at Earth full yeah. of the shit that kills them and they were naked. They were yeah. bollock naked and just like, we'll be fine. Fought off with a garden hose. Yeah, you know. Health and safety, fuck it. We'll yeah, be it, fine. That, it is ridiculous, yeah. the, the payoff. The payoff is yeah. really, really terrible. And and it kills the film. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's, it's, and it's such a shame because it's such a well-crafted film up until that point. Mm. There's some great scenes. Yeah. Great but, scenes. I mean, the one scene that sticks out of my mind is when uh, Mel Gibson encounters the... Uh, oh, excuse me. He encounters the uh, guy who's responsible for killing his, his wife. Yeah. yeah. And his life's went to shit and everything, and he's very sort of very down isn't he and yeah. sort of living life at the bottom of a bottle and uh, he's leaving isn't he and he tells Mel Gibson that he's trapped one of the aliens in his pantry I think it is yeah and Mel Gibson goes in and I think he puts a knife under the door uh, so he can look on the reflection to see what's under the yeah. door and that's really the tension there is excellent it's really really good Fantastic. even even the scene when you first see an alien which is meant to be is on the news yeah it's, it's the, um, the camcorder footage Brazil, of child's party yeah yeah, yeah. And, and the build up there because the footage is shown like you know something's going to pop up and it, they've said it's footage of the alien but the tension there before it appears is, is yeah. great um, and there is it, it, he's a baffling director because he handles something so beautifully well I think it is the fact that he doesn't know what he's good at and he doesn't know what he's bad at yeah I think he's it'd be fantastic if somebody else gave him a script somebody else yeah. gave him a screenplay um, but I, I, I can speak from experience here it's 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 so hipster and trendy in filmmaking to be a writer-director it's yeah. just People love to say, oh, I'm a writer-director, I write all my own films. And when it comes downward, 99% of the people who do that are not very, either not very good writers or not very good directors. Yeah. Um, you've got to be something... St- I mean, that's so, it, it's so egotistical to just sort of presume that you're good this at both project. of those things. Yeah. Yes. Nobody else needs to work on this, it's just me. Um, you know, I mean, even people like Hitchcock didn't write their own stuff. Yeah. Um, 
that's not to say there isn't great directors out there who write and direct because there is some fantastic yeah, there's, ones. There's many, but yeah. I think for, for him in particular, um, given the right screenplay, I think he could do another film of the quality of The Sixth Sense because I thought that was a fantastic film. Yes, uh, but yeah, he's, that was his Alien Invasion movie, and he seemed to do genre movies. He did, he did. his ghost story slash horror. Yeah. He did um, his superhero movie with yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, Which is and, begging for a sequel. And then um, he did his uh, Alien Invasion movie, his sci-fi movie mm. with um, with Signs. Yeah. And like I said, fantastic up until the last five, ten minutes maybe. It's like the last scene, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's like the final scene before, after after doing that, uh, Mel Gibson gets his faith back Yo, in Catholicism. Yes. Does Joaquin Phoenix play baseball again? I can't remember. Basically, everybody lives happily ever after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, funny, funny, funny alien invasion. There's, I think, I seem to remember. There's a comment at the end when they're listening to the radio when everybody on Earth is discussing what had happened. Yeah, and uh, there's somebody says, "Oh, the, look at what they did. They didn't destroy our cities. They didn't do this. They didn't stay here. They came to take us." Right. Which I thought was an intriguing little conceit. Yeah, and maybe it goes some way to explain why they wanted people that were made of the thing that kills them, but really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. a bit half arsed one at the end. Yeah. Bit of a Well that pretty much brings us towards the end of uh, our little uh, exploration of alien invasions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been a, f- a couple of interesting things since then. Uh, you mentioned them before, pretty much spinning that idea on its head a little bit. You, you yeah. mentioned that Avatar is sort of an alien invasion film. Yeah, except uh, where the aliens... Yeah. I quite like that idea. It's just that Avatar, it's the, as a film, it was very pretty, but didn't do a lot for me yeah um, and as we all know it was just dancers with wolves I think it probably would have benefited if the focus of the film and the motivation behind the film had have been let's flip the alien invasion idea on its head and do it yeah. I don't know whether Cameron had that idea going into it I think he was just making we forgot one though Ooh. Starship Troopers Oh, Christ, yeah. That's pretty much that we are sort of getting attacked and invaded by them, so then we, we invade take their the planet. to them, yeah. yeah. So that, But again, that's like a reaction to an invasion. So, so, yeah. Uh, whereas Avatar is, we've invaded a planet because it's got a resource we want. I mean, there's all the allegories you can want what's, from that. What's it called, the resource ad? Uh, unobtainium. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's subtle. Yeah, um, yeah, they go there, and it reminded me a lot of that episode of Futurama, uh, I believe, called War is the H Word, where yeah. they, they go to the planet of the balls, yeah. and um, it's it's so much better than Avatar, but mm. um, there's just that bit when Fry goes, wait, because they say, oh, your our home planet is yours, yeah. and Fry goes, wait, your home planet? You mean we're the evil invading aliens? Yeah, yeah. And I remember at the time when I saw that, I thought, that is brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, I think that if they played on that more in Avatar about the fact that humans are the invaders. Yeah, and, I mean ah. it's hinted at, but it's not really a focus, is it? No, it's well, much yeah. more the oh, there's the 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 military met the U.S. military metaphor, and here's the indigenous people metaphor. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It sort of falls into that category, but yeah. Yeah. game changer. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, that was an interesting chat. I think um, there's many, many more films which obviously fall into this category um, that we'll have missed out. But these were the ones which we really thought were the pivotal. Yeah, ones. if you if you have seen, I, I realised there was there was a bit of an influx of um, quite shitty alien invasion movies in the last few years because mm. there was things like um, oh, I can't even remember what they were called. The fourth kind. 
Yeah, oh, the fourth... Co- oh, God, that's awful. Don't watch mm. it. Don't yeah. watch it. I had it recommended to me. Terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, there was that one that was... You know what? I can't even remember. If you uh, if you somehow can read my mind and talk about <laughs> the uh, shitty Alien Invasion movies that have come out in the last few years that we've maybe missed and you've seen, yeah. you could comment on them. Yeah, please uh, let us know and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which often happens when watching films. Yes. <laughs> Crying and sorrow of watching something so... Of what gets greenlit these oh, days. God. Not even these days. 2000 Battlefield Earth. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Anyway, thank you yeah. for uh, listening in, and uh, I think next uh, next show we're going to be, we won't say what, but I think we're going to be doing a, a listener request or suggestion yes. for yeah. the show. It's a good suggestion. Um, and we'll, we'll give that specific person a shout out as well. Thank you very much for uh, for giving us some ideas. If anyone does have any ideas for shows, incidentally, just get on uh, the uh, Cinema Dumb Facebook page and give, yep. us, a, give us a shout, and uh, we'll, we'll, if, it's a, if it's a good idea, we may well use it, yes. because we don't have any ideas of our own. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.